Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. I don't believe what I just saw! You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? Well, you know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast. What about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. And hi, everybody. Welcome on a game day edition of In the Booth. Good to have you with us. I need a little more boost there, Paul. It's kind of a droopy mic situation going on today. Mike doesn't feel up to its usual heft. You know what I mean? I need a little lift in this this bar. Hey, right? Yeah, that's all right. We press Technical on. Technical issues. Fight yeah. through. Yeah, play gotta, through. Gotta persevere. Next man up. That's right. Next Mike up. <laughs> and uh, good to see that uh, the good people of the Associated Press have uh, come to their senses with the co-coach of the year, which is still a cop-out. Uh, th- because the qualifications for Dino Babers and Dabo Sweeney are, are different. I mean, they're coach of the year candidates for the only... There's only two ways you can be coach of the year. <laughs> you, you take a team that's not expected to do a lot and do much more with that. Or you take much and you sustain or thrive in that circumstance and that's what Dabo Sweeney has done. Uh, they don't go about it the same way. They're not really in the same category. But as we've talked about, and I think Seth actually brought this up on one of their shows, and I would agree, the good coaches and managers and players, for that matter, get overlooked sometimes. You know, LeBron James could be the MVP every year. I think we alluded to it on a, a show last week. And why don't you look that up quickly, Paulie? Wayne Gretzky was literally the MVP, I think it was eight years in a row. He was the best player in the NHL almost his entire career. So, and, you know, his statistics were so far in advance of anybody else in the league that what are you going to do? You're going to, you know, who else are you going to find to give the award to at any uh, period of time? But, the, the Davo Sweeney's, Nick Saban's of the world, they deserve to win Coach of the Year sometimes. Uh, he won it from 79-80 to 88-89. Yeah, nine years in a row. Ten years in a row. That's a lot. He was good. Some would say great. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> uh, good. Yeah. But... How do you think that banquet was about the eighth? Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, Mario Lemieux snuck one in there. Okay, in between, in between, and he was pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good. Well, Mario Lemieux goes down as a guy, and and uh, you know you've seen him o- over time. People, you know, if you're like golf, you'd say that of Phil Mickelson or whatever. If it, if it weren't for like one other person, you would say this guy was an all time great, uh, and. Mario Lemieux is an all-time great, but he didn't win all those MVPs because uh, Wayne Gretzky was in the league at the same time. At any rate, Devil uh, Sweeney, great coach, tremendous program, deserving of the accolades he gets. I think if you're 
inclined to see it that way, you could give him that award on a regular basis. They, you know, they went undefeated. They've been undefeated before. If you look at Coach of the Year, as most people do, who did more with less? Who surpassed the expectations around his team? Well, nobody in major college football, arguably, but certainly not in the ACC, did a better job of that than Dino Babers. He took the team that was picked last. Syracuse has been picked last a number of years. And it was the second best team in the entire ACC this year, not just the division. The entire ACC, Syracuse was the second best team. Maybe third if you want to say, hey, Pitt won a division and beat Syracuse head-to-head. But that's, that's what gets you coach of the year uh, consideration. And in the mind of the AP, and who knows how they, I'm not sure how they vote or if that's just a, an editor, if they have various writers and they tabulate votes or if it's editor one editor making the call on that based on a conglomeration of, of input or whatever it might be, but the, they arrive on both Dabo Sweeney and uh, Dino Babers. So uh, congratulations to uh, to both of them. Do you think he'll get consideration for national? I would think so, but again, it comes to what's your definition. Like Frost won it last year. Yeah, you know, at a a program that had, what, two years prior won one game, right, UCF. And they, or was it one or zero? It might have been zero. And uh, they went undefeated. And, of course, they went undefeated again this year. (laughs) So... Uh, what is is Josh Heupel coach of the year? I mean, and you could argue maybe he is right. He's swooped in in his first year as a head coach of a new program, um, took them to an unbeaten season. Of course, nobody gives them enough credit on the national scene for them to compete at the national championship level. They uh, fight for the scraps just behind that. At Cincinnati, Luke Fickle, I think they only won a couple of games last year, and. And this year, I think won nine. I mean, Mike McIntyre won it a couple of years ago. Yeah, and so. well, how, where is he right now? Yeah. He's looking for a job. <laughs> um, by the way, that's part of what played into the Ohio State thing. We'll talk about that later. That Ryan Day is an up-and-coming coaching candidate, and everybody knows it, played into the change there at Ohio State. They've talked about that all year. We were out there last week. Certainly this was in the offing that maybe they would make a change uh, come the end of the season. Goes down as a retirement for Urban Meyer. He's got a lot going on. He's got a health issue to deal with. And they've got a adequate replacement that is uh, worth a, a shot. So uh, a lot of factors play into that, and we can address that later in the show. You can join us by phone if you'd like. We haven't had a caller uh, yet this week. If you want to uh, fire away, we can do that. 437 espn 44 I'm here to tell you the basketball game tonight is going to be interesting, and Northeastern is coming in with three starters out for the game. And they still might mount a challenge to Syracuse because they can really shoot it. Jordan Rowland of West Hill High School is their leading scorer right now. He has slipped nicely into a role uh, that has been vacated by the loss of their point guard. They moved the two guard to uh, the point in the, the last three games, they have a, a Serbian point guard named Vasa Pusica, who is a really good player, uh, probably the player of the year in uh, the Colonial Athletic Association. 
and uh, they just whipped Eastern Michigan in their last game. Uh, with all these players injured, two of them haven't even played for the season. Pusic has missed the last uh, three games. And if those three players were here, part of a team that won a lot of games last year and probably should have gone to the NCAA tournament last year and they bring everybody back, um, this would be a significant threat to a Syracuse team that has not quite hit its groove just yet. Just looking at some things uh, related to these players for the Orange that are on the men, notably Frank Howard. With Frank Howard back, Tyus Battle's been a big beneficiary. Seth pointed that out in the Sports Center. He is the ACC Player of the Week, three straight 20-point games. That's not an accident. Frank Howard has not gotten to the line in the three games he's played. I think he's taken two shots inside the three-point line. Yeah, he's, he's hardly stepped inside. Like <laughs> you, can't, you can't visualize him inside yeah. the three-point line. You know, so... He's clearly not himself um, for that reason. And I think as he starts to get more healthy, you'll see that change. You know, can he drive by people? Can he get to the line? He's a good free throw shooter. Those are easy points. Uh, in a game here at home, you know, depending on who's in the zebra stripes and the how the whistle goes tonight, an opportunity for him to to get rolling. So we'll take a time out here, be back with Cam Lynch, our regular uh, Tuesday afternoon guest. Touch base on Do We Care, work in your phone calls and more if you'd like to join us here in the booth. That's all rolling ahead as we continue on ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth, presented by CH Insurance, in your corner. Good to have CH Insurance and you along for the ride today. It is our regular Tuesday afternoon visit with Cam Lynch of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the victorious Bucks last Saturday. We'll talk about that uh, in a moment. But first, Cam, tell us about the uh, the kicks. It was the uh, oh. My Cause, My Cleats week, and you were uh, rocking some orange, uplifting athletes' uh, cleats. How'd it go? Oh, it was pretty awesome, man. Um, you know, I'm rocking, you know, I bleed orange, so representing Rob Long, uh, My Cause, My Cleats. Uh, you know, bringing awareness to rare rare diseases. You know, as Rob Long battling uh, that brain cancer and whatnot and beating it. Uh, to stand up for Rob, and uh, you know he's our hero, so it was pretty awesome. Now I didn't get to see any pictures. Was it uh, a big clash with the Buccaneers red and the uh, Syracuse orange? Not not that it would matter, oh, but uh, it, how'd you look? It, it flowed actually pretty nice. It was pretty nice. I was worried about the flow. I'm like, I'm gonna take them off, but I actually loved them. The people loved them. Um, they had that big old S on them, man. So I had, I couldn't, I couldn't, I had to wear them. I had to wear them. If uh, anybody wants a visual, Cam had that on his uh, Twitter page as well at Cameron Lynch fifty. Had it uh, pinned to the top there for a while. So if you want to see what his uh, my cause my cleats look like uh, for the game, you can do it. We talked about that on Cam's appearance on Friday's show. Uh, really. Uh, if finally, an understanding on the part of the NFL. I know they have all these rigid rules about what you can do and can't do and what you can promote and can't promote and what you can wear and not wear, but at least people have come to their senses for uh, one weekend a year and allow these NFL players to tell their story, and uh, I think it's really neat. Yeah, it's a great experience, man, and uh, and one of my teammates said it's a, it's a great way to get to know the players, too, to know what they care about, to know – uh, what you know? What what makes us tick, man? And what what uh, makes us? What drives us to keep going? And like I said, I put that orange on there. Uh, uplifting athletes representing Rob Long and Syracuse is pretty awesome. So then the game, and 
uh, Cam Newton and the the Panthers. We talked last week about the challenge that that would present, and four interceptions, Cam, by your uh, Bucks defense that hinged the game in a twenty four seventeen win. Oh yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, it was it was close to the Eagles game, man. The energy, uh, you know, they you know the Panthers expected to go in there and whoop us. Um, same thing for the Eagles, man. When they came in and we just we lit them up. Uh, big shout out to our D coordinator, head coach. Um, Dirk Cutter and Mark Duffner, but man, it, it was our defensive line got after their offensive line. We got after that quarterback, and a lot of the picks came from our defensive line hitting the quarterback so hard he just flung the ball up in the air. Duffner uh, taking over an increased role as the the season's gone on. What have you noticed, if anything, that's been different on the year? Um, well, Coach Duffner, he keeps it simple. A lot of energy. We play aggressive, but hard. He keeps it simple. And I think, um, you know, he's a veteran coach. He's been coaching for about 40 years now. And he's seen it and he knows that uh, football isn't tough. It isn't hard. You got to keep the game simple. Make sure uh, make sure um, us as players are happy and make sure we have a lot of energy and make sure we tackle on defense and uh, the rest will take care of itself uh, in the show this weekend. Cam Lynch is our guest. Had a uh, tackle on special teams in that game as the uh, Bucks knocked off the Panthers on Sunday. Now uh, the conclusion of this three-game homestand for you and the Bucks, Cam, and it's another crack at Drew Brees and the Saints. I remember talking with you right when the season opened, and you guys had a big win in the dome to uh, open the year, and then the Saints didn't lose again for quite a while. Right? Yeah, man. They they went on a run. They're probably one of the best teams in the league right now. But we, like you said, we beat that the best, one of the best teams in the league. Uh, starting off with uh, the Rams beat them, um, you know, so they had a couple, uh, you know, a couple bumps in a row. So hopefully we can give another bump, man, and, uh, and beat them over here uh, at the Buck Stadium. With it uh, being three games straight, you feel like you get settled in, and then uh, I think you'll probably be crisp and ready to go on the road next week, won't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we found a groove, man. I think we found a recipe to success. Uh, you know, our coach changed up practice a little bit. Uh, we're figuring out you know, how to, how to get it done. So it's pretty exciting time to be a part of. Uh, and Winnie takes care of everything, man. So, you know, I hope we can get it done this weekend. All right, so when we talked to you on Friday, we were foreshadowing the Syracuse Bowl announcement, but uh, didn't know for sure. And then it comes out officially on Sunday that uh, the team is coming down your way, Cam. You're in Tampa. In fact, you're actually home the week of the game as uh, the Orange will be playing West Virginia Certainly you can uh, appreciate that, I would imagine, in the Camping World Bowl in Orlando. Oh, that'll be – that's amazing. I mean, I don't think, you know, the the football the football gurus could have painted a better picture, man, having uh, Syracuse Orange play out here in Florida. Um, you know, I'm getting all, the, getting all the Syracuse fans out here gathered up. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning has a lot of Syracuse fans there. So we're getting uh, representation for the Buccaneers and the Tampa Bay Lightning at this uh, Syracuse game. So it's going to be pretty exciting, man. I can't wait. Well, the Lightning have that connection to the crunch, as you're aware, and uh, they've sent a lot of players there uh, back and forth over the years, so that's neat to kind of have that connection, and certainly you, and I know uh, you have your presence felt for the watch parties and and that type of thing, so if we can't see in person on uh, December 28th, I know that uh, you'll be in the Tampa community uh, maybe leading the charge there. Oh, yeah, I'll I'll be there. I'll be there in full effect. You'll you'll see Cam Lynch there rocking the – Rocking the, uh, you know, the Syracuse Orange uh, on, on the sideline or in the stands, either or. Okay, good. Well, we'll look forward to uh, to seeing you at the game. And do you like the fact that it's against West Virginia, Cam, or uh-huh. is that something that, you know, as former players grows tiresome? Uh, I'm loving it, man. I, and people ask who our rivals are, and, you know, you get the BC, you get the Pitt, 
me personally, I I can't stand West Virginia. <laughs> like I have uh, old, I have teammates. Uh, Keith Tandy played for the Falcons now, man. He went to West Virginia. And every time I see him put that West Virginia shirt on, I'd be like, man, can you please take it off or I'll shout out something about Syracuse. So I, I can't wait, man. We played them in a the pinstripe bowl uh, my sophomore year, and I just can't wait to, uh, you know, have this, round, this, this next roundabout go. All right, that's proof. That's uh, the, the answer I was looking for. I didn't want to put words in your mouth, Cam, but uh, I, to me – you may as well play a rival in this case. It's not happening any other way right now. There's no contract to play them in a in a non-conference series. So if it's brought about in a bowl scenario, I think it's great. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait to wait for this matchup, man. It's a uh, uh, like I said, it couldn't be any better. So I can't. I can't wait for that day to come. All right, my friend. Well, uh, go out there this weekend. Best of luck as uh, you line up on special teams and on the field against uh, Drew Brees, the the Bucks and the Saints. We'll keep an eye on that one for you. Okay. Okay, most definitely, man. I'll see you guys soon. All right, Cam Lynch. Have a great week on his uh, day off in the Tampa Bay Bucks, and I think that's the way it should be. Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit yesterday's show. There was a group, a handful. You know, maybe up to six or eight teams that you could see as potential bowl opponents uh, for the Orange, and a number of them would have been good. There's a positive of any of them, you know. And had it been Iowa State, well, you get excited to play Iowa State. It's just not a a common, you know, opponent. It's an intersectional kind of thing. It's something that wouldn't come about in any other way. Syracuse isn't scheduling a, a home and home with Iowa State, but when it's West Virginia, there is that history. There are games. You know, Paulie and I, we look at it maybe a little selfishly. We got a two-hour, 15-minute pregame show. We have things to talk about. Adam Terry played against West Virginia. You know, God love him. If, if Chris Gedney was with us, he has stories about West Virginia. So, uh, and, and that represents all the players through the, the decades, and that's kind of what holds together a program. If you're just watching it as a television show, I could see why you, you wouldn't feel that way. You'd say, oh, they just played. But they didn't just play. We, we had the soundbite of Eric Dungy. The other day, he doesn't know what the heck's going on with Syracuse and, and West Virginia. I mean, he can be coached up on it. Dino Babers is not involved in that rivalry. And things change so much. Uh, it was right at the beginning of Dana Holgerson's tenure when he was the he was just barely the coach on that pinstripe bowl team. Otherwise, you'd be looking at coaching changes at both programs. I am, uh... I'm looking at something more shocking after Cam Lynch was at do you know that they're only a game out of the last playoff spot at five and seven? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering as you were talking to him if they were playing for anything. And, oh. and, I mean, it's funny that I don't, even th- them, but... I don't even think that because you know, we have Cam Lynch on because he wants to be on and because he's a, a local and he happens to play for the Bucks and he gives us a window into what's happened in the NFL. We're not here to talk about Bucks football. <laughs> but yeah. but if certainly if they sweep the Saints, if they win this weekend, now you're talking about being uh, – Right there, the way that the the NFL, uh, you know, is built for parity. Teams uh, trend toward the middle, and uh, if they obviously do pick up a, a key win or two here down the stretch, maybe they're in the playoffs, and that would be exciting for him. Yeah, because I was just thinking how I mean, I know he's a professional and he makes money, but how it, how it is for players when they get into the and towards the end of the season and you're out of the playoffs and you got to go out there and play still. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be tough on a guy. Well, we're going to have it either way. We're going to talk to him about it you know, <laughs> in the coming weeks. We'll talk to him about either a, a chance to backdoor their way into the playoffs or be playing out the string and be thinking about your job for the next year and, and that type of thing. So uh, that's Cam Lynch back with uh, Do We Care as we continue. You can join us by phone at 315-437-7644. It's In the Booth, brought to you by CH Insurance 
on ESPN Radio. Do we care? Interesting. I doubt it. No, wait. The other thing. Tedious. But we will do this segment anyway. Don't care Well, Matt, unless you're living under a rock, you may have heard that Urban Meyer is set to retire. After the Rose Bowl and offensive coordinator Ryan Day will be taking over at Ohio, the Ohio State Wall-to-wall coverage on that on ESPN today. I had the shows on in the background this morning working at home, and uh, they were really getting into it almost as if it were some level of surprise. I, I don't think it's that big of a surprise. I mean, maybe the, that it, the trigger was pulled today or, or any of that, but... I also found it weird how they were saying, remembering Urban Meyer, like, yeah, he, like he died or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they love stuff like that, and there's there's so many things to get into with Urban Meyer. Very successful. He has a lot of people who really stand up for him as, you know, Kirk Herbstreit's on there. He's a close friend of mine. He's good. There's a lot of people who don't think he's a very good guy, and more than most, I think. And then you have his record is beyond reproach on the field. He's been, by anybody's measure, one of the best college football coaches ever. But people can recite the arrest records at Florida. It's tied to Aaron Hernandez. Uh, certainly the domestic violence stuff with an assistant coach. This year, there's a lot of that type of baggage. The way he left Florida rubbed people the wrong way. He obviously has legitimate health issues that are an issue here. Uh, Ryan Day is a coveted coach that could be going elsewhere. They're trying to retain him. So this is all rolled in here. Um has a lot going on, a lot of tentacles in it. Uh, to me, doesn't come as a great surprise. I think Urban Meyer has a you know an incredible record, will be remembered as such, and will always have uh, a bit of a second line after his uh, name and on his resume that indicates to uh, questionable off the field conduct of, of the people beneath him on the program. One eighty six and thirty two in his career. Yeah, insane. And the most he's ever lost in a year five. Five games. Yeah, just it's, and that was at Florida. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it, and, you know, the places he started, Bowling Green and and Utah, he put in the work. You know, he went out there in places that had not won before him and found a way to get it done. Because it's easy to say, well, you could anybody could win at Florida or Ohio State. And that's true, but not to the extent that you think. And it's not as easy as as he's made it look. He, he's done an awesome job and, and again he's as good a coach as there is 22 and 2 at utah is pretty impressive. right right pretty impressive the seattle the city uh city of seattle they don't have a name yet has gotten an nhl expansion team for the 2020 season how do you feel about the seattle grunge i like it i can see that the grunge is that still a thing though tonight the canadians play the grunge if their no. jerseys are flannel <laughs> right, that'd, right. that'd be cool um the I can't wait to hear what they come up with. It's the it's the rain. Already, already is like, the rain, Seattle rain. Um, I could see people being offended by that. Like, why are we gonna, you know, export that reputation about our city? Um, the fish it's market. King, it's King County. There's already the Kings. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what, what they go with. But I mean that. Well, that's the the deal. Obviously, is that Seattle was an NBA town. The Sonics moved to uh, Oklahoma City, and for all that time, they've had a pretty nice arena there, and they want to get a team back, and it's the NHL going back before the NBA does. So I hope it works out for them. This is how out of touch with the NHL. Is there already a storm taken? 
Seattle Storm, that's uh, WNBA. It would work for for hockey, too. It, it would. That'd be good. I'm really good at this Dewey Care shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Red Sox have accepted an invitation to the White House. Yeah, not a lot of... Uh, I hate that that's even news. I mean, I understand... You know, there's a lot of people obviously that don't like uh, President Trump. The whole idea of turning this down to me, um, I suppose each team has its own right to do it, but it's sort of uh, disrespectful of the position. I think if you're invited to tour the White House and be at our nation's capital and come for an occasion, uh, an audience with the president, you do it. And uh, so this is only newsworthy because other teams of of late have backed out of it, (laughs) you know, uh, but this should be the routine and I'm happy to see that the Red Sox are doing that. And something I know you're going to say, I don't care too. Yes. Karen Allen, who played Marion Ravenwood in Indiana Jones says that she has not, (laughs) this isn't a good sign. She has not been called to play Marion Ravenwood in Indiana Jones five yet, which starts filming in July. Help me because this you could be just speaking a different language to me. I I don't have any idea what this even is or what you're talking about. I have not watched Indiana Jones beginning to end. What? Yeah, I, I have no. How is that possible? I know, it's on TV I know, all I know the time. it's your whole thing. It, it, I don't have any interest I in watching it. I haven't seen it. I I could barely. I mean, I understand the character Indiana Jones. I don't know the plot line. I don't know Marion Ravenwood. I don't know Raven Marionwood. I don't know anybody. That's hard to do. I, I would put Raiders of the Lost Ark as a movie that everybody's seen, like yeah. they should have seen. Yeah. No. Is there any other ones out there that, that all, are on all that those, list? All those movies. Star, Star Wars. Wars. You've never seen Star Wars? I mean, I have, but I couldn't tell you one from the other. I couldn't tell you any of the plot lines. Um, it would get the all the order messed up. But no, I'm not really into the sci-fi, you know, and Indiana Jones is sci-fi, obviously, but... Um, Outside of, of those, stuff. out of the trilogies and the Indiana Jones, is there one movie that you know shocks people you haven't seen? Because that one was shocking to me uh, as a man. Yeah, I don't... Because <laughs> you said earlier that it's going to be guy talk. I don't... I, I've never... I've never seen A Princess Bride, and everybody gets freaked out yeah, by that. Yeah, I don't really... I'm not really up on that one. Uh I guarantee you, my enjoyment of my life, whether that's complete or not, is a debate for another time. Whatever my like Q rating is, is not altered in the slightest by a blind spot on Indiana Jones. I've never once felt out of touch. Like the, I'm playing golf, and the, the other three guys are talking about Indiana Jones. I there's one movie I've seen, I've never seen that. Well, I've never seen Rocky really? from beginning to end. Yes. Yeah, I'm. There's probably several that I that. I can't come up with now. If I could name them, then I would it would, would have been because I've seen them. My but, dog is named uh, Indiana. I know that. <laughs> no, I know this is a, a thing for you. Uh, you know, you have an Oingo Boingo tattoo. You have two of them. You know, I know that too. Only because you've said it. But uh, is this a big deal? It is for men, yes. Is this... <laughs> was she hot? No. No. no she's, so why, she played uh, his girlfriend... His underage girlfriend. I mean, in what's the first is one. there more to it? Is this an insult? It is no. Uh, it's just a funny. I thought it, I found it to Karen be a funny. Lost her sto- fastball I, I found it to be a funny story that there was a whole article written on this new movie's coming out, and one of the main players in the first one, in the last one, 
Okay. Hasn't even been called. Okay. So I'm guessing so she hasn't b- gotten a job. Bigger, like, speak my language for a minute. So if is this bigger or lesser than if you said there was going to be a Seinfeld reunion and they didn't call Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Uh, not that big. They didn't right. call. It, could, it can't be, right? There's four, no. four characters on the show. You know what I mean? They didn't call she Newman. She was in two of the five, but she played. Oh, well, come on. She was only, uh, yeah, she was only batting 400. That's the equivalent of not calling Newman. Okay. Yeah, I would get over that. I the, 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 My point was that I thought it was a funny story that there's an article on someone not having a job. And she's she's kind of like selling herself in this article in Entertainment Week. She's basically saying, hey, call me because. Yeah. Can't have one without me now. Why the are they doing an they Indiana Jones 5? How old is he? 100? He's got to be yeah. in his mid-70s. So. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the quest for the dentures? <laughs> older than older than the grail? <laughs> That's not good. All right. Uh, if I knew more Indiana Jones, I would make more references and jokes here. But I, I They it's, named it's, the dog Indiana. He is actually named after his dog. That's why I named my gotcha. dog Indiana. Syracuse basketball fan with a dog named Indiana is a, a bit interesting, though. Never thought of it that way because it's Indy. Yeah. She's Indiana Jones. Yeah, <laughs> Indy for short. Yeah, that's not good. All right, back with more Drek after this. This is in the booth, presented by CH Insurance in your corner. So occasionally the uh, discussions during the break are more interesting than the actual show. So that's what we've had. We're just going to try to replicate that a little bit here. Uh, young Seth came into the studio offering leftover cookie cake. Is it somebody's birthday that I wasn't aware of? Or? No, I, okay. I was just, I just had one ordered for me. Oh, that's, and that's very kind of you. You were offering. And yes. I would have partaken. Why because, are you getting a cookie cake? I don't know. I, I just got it, it and I, I texted my parents guessing it was them. And for some reason, they felt like sending me a cookie cake. So I have a cookie oh, cake. Oh, that's nice. That's very, very kind An of An undeserved cookie cake. And they, cake? Said, they sent it to you at work? <laughs> yes. I don't, I, I don't, I don't did it have any, to deliver. Did it have any icing it has ice on it. It has icing it and, it has, good cookie, luck and it has cookie dough chunks well on soon it. So it. Oh, so really? Well, the, then, well, so maybe, maybe you want to circle that back here. The cookie dough <laughs> chunks could be. But the, I turned it down only because I had a larger than I needed to eat already today cookie from the place down the street. There was no message written on it? No. Like, you're out of the will? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is our way. No. A, a just because Your cookie dog cake? died? Yeah. Like, no. no. Um, is it a locally... Uh, produced cookie it's, uh, cake. Pl- looks uh, looks it's like a, Marshall Street. Yeah, establishment. Insomnia yes. cookie. Okay. Yes. Um, all right. Interesting. The uh, but the discussion was what movies are your blind spot? And I'll freely admit, I'm just not real. Uh, Lord of the Rings, all that stuff. The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. I've never seen none those of that. movies, but I watched um, all the cartoons. Harry Potter, none of it. I don't have the slightest. Never seen a Harry Potter. I saw, I saw of six of them. And yeah. then I and then I was like, eh, I don't need to see the last two. Like I. Okay. Oh my god, there are eight I, of them. <laughs> I'm good. But. I did start generating some movie. Like if if you can't speak Caddyshack, we're just not going to be friends. And Polly, you hit upon one that we think most guys of a certain age have seen, and apparently Seth oh, has any whiffed. age. Yeah, Tommy Boy. Yeah, I mean, just come on, it's an automatic. And to me, when you're listing these types of movies, the reason it's important that you have have to have seen it is these movies are quotable. If you don't recognize quotes from Naked Gun. We're just not going to get along. Have you seen I, Naked Gun? I don't really have anything to say to you. No. Yeah. This, oh, this my is why goodness, Seth, Seth. This is why Seth and I don't get along. And, <laughs> Seth, and Seth giggles 
you know, at obituaries, yeah. okay? Yes. You, Seth, would laugh like your stomach would be ripped apart. Oh, I, I'm aware. There, there like are movies you, that I, I like never play. You would be trembling, like, you know, for two hours straight. You might have, like, aftershocks. Yeah, he's never seen Airplane either, which is, I think, mandatory for any man to watch. Yeah. The only scene I've seen from it is the, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar dragging Bill Walton up you and down You drag Walton up and down the <laughs> Yeah. I've seen that scene. I don't know, man. But no, I, I have a few. And someday, I, I actually set out one time to watch the classics. So I think I watched like Casablanca and Citizen Kane back to back. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. I really haven't either. That's my mother's favorite movie, or, or second favorite movie probably. But um, never, never, uh, that's like movies that come on multiple DVDs. Titanic? Prob- probably not nope. going to be for me. You haven't seen Titanic? Nope. Oh, come on. Now, in your defense on that one, I would I would say the reason for not watching that movie is because you're a man and you live alone. Uh, well, okay, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I, that's the practical. Yeah, that's a um, weird one to watch that, alone. Not that this is an excuse. It also came out when I was three. It's not like I was. Going I know, but to it's, see a, it when no, it was out. it's the one reason the to not movies. see it is because you know how it turns out. Well, yeah. Yes. Please. But one of the biggest movies of all time. Whether yeah, oh no, you I know that born yeah. or not. Another one you say that's always on. I mean, uh, yeah. That movie came on two VHS tapes when I bought it, Titanic. Yeah. So That's based on the DVD one. role, you wouldn't be watching that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's only on one. DVD. Well, back then, when only when, on one when, DVD, yeah. it was on that two wasn't VHS. the early days. But when the early days of like the video stores, you know, that you went to, the ones that came on two, that was almost like a special treat. You know, I remember going out to Video King out here in Fayetteville, and you know, blockbuster. You, you go through the catalog. Oh, and you had to go. Wegmans had a video section. Yeah, yeah. You physically had to walk over. You had to know, like, okay, here's where the action ones are, and you look on the rack and know where it was located. In a way, isn't that like, I I know this is going to sound stupid. Isn't that easier? Because I I go on Netflix sometimes, and I'm, like, overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't know what I want to watch, but I'm going to, like, try and click through some stuff, and there's just too many titles. I I don't, like, it would be so much easier if I could just sit, and I'm like, okay, I know that they've got all these movies in one section. Netflix is a tremendous invention. Um my one of my fa- reasons, one but. of my favorite movies that in the if I'm not friends with you if you haven't seen it department is Goonies. Yeah, I'll leave. <laughs> Whatever you want. All right, good. Doesn't matter. All right, see you, Seth. I don't care what you watch. Uh, I know somebody who's way, way, way into that movie. Um, I have the movie poster in my office at home. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. One of the original movie posters. Also, The Breakfast Club. Yeah, that's see to me and. Whenever we do like the pick six, you go right to the John Cusack stuff. You, I own every you love John all Cusack those. movie. Well, you I, love all those. Uh, Breakfast Club, yeah. 16 Candles, St. Almost Fire, yeah. all those movies. Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller is a good one. John Hughes movies. Well, again, right. Ferris, Ferris Bueller is another one that if you haven't seen that, you haven't seen movies. I mean, of, of, again, of a certain age. You know, if you're, what, 35 to 50, if you haven't seen that movie, come on. I mean, that, even young kids should watch that movie. Like, that absolutely. Should, like, if you're in high school, you should be forced to watch. Now, that movie. is that one? You know, they're they're running out of good ideas, so they're recycling stuff. Is Ferris Bueller? Could that be remade? That's that's a pretty easy. You could basically yeah. just do what the same he, movie over again, just it, with a nicer car. And wouldn't the story get untied by like a cell phone? Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Like See, the whole thing kind of gets stuff. <laughs> The whole story yeah, today gets yeah. would not work. Yeah, you would be you would be posting on your Snapchat story. Yeah, like, yeah, right, right, it would work. Right. Yeah, get a lot check in at the Cubs game. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's right. 
Yeah, do your uh, Snapchat no, live. No, I like it. You know what one doesn't hold up is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Does not hold up. My dad's a TV repairman. Loads of tools. <laughs> I can I can do like one quote from a lot of movies. But, but I mean, what, were, what are the movies that you can quote every line? How many movies could you do every line from? Uh, Probably the first Star Wars, Monty Python Search for the Holy Grail. Indiana Are you big Joe. into all those Mel Brooks movies? Uh, I, I like them. I like Blazing History Saddles, of the World, Blazing uh, Saddles. We were just Spaceballs. talking about Blazing like Saddles. Blazing Saddles would not get made no. today. God, well, no, 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 no. None not of them PC. So. Oh, there's another one that I love, PCU. Oh, my God. Jeremy Piven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that one? So? No. Oh, my God. That one's quotable a lot on the radio, but very quotable. Is it? Yeah. I, could, I could do probably every word of... Uh, I could do... Let's see. Uh, Caddyshack, uh, the first two Naked Gun movies, Bull Durham. The one the one that's just my family watched it. Nobody knows what it is, but it was a, a picture of the year. Uh, Sergeant York, 1941 picture of the year. Underrated funny movie that'll make you laugh. Uh, Hot Shots. Field of Shots. Dreams, I can watch. I do every word of that one. Hot Shots with Charlie Sheen. Uh, yeah, Very... Major League's another one I can do every word. Yeah, I think, I think Major League would be the one I'd yeah. pick. Yeah, I can do real genius with Val Kilmer. We'll too. cross him off. <laughs> this guy's dead. Cross him off, then. Daniel Baldwin. Can anybody name a Daniel Baldwin any movie? Daniel Baldwin movie? <laughs> Try to get Daniel Baldwin in here to name a Daniel Baldwin movie. <laughs> he doesn't remember. I was going to say, do you think he could? If I called up the IMDb for Daniel Baldwin, could he name every movie he, he's been in? Could he do a line? Could he do like a a line from like if you just randomly picked a movie? Office on this Space, IMDb? by the way. Office Space, another one. It. If you haven't seen that, we're not going to have a lot to to discuss. Right. One minute, okay. one minute right. left in this gem. Yeah, right. This one's going uh right Marconi. to the right this to the is, Hall of Fame. This is for uh, the for the New York State broadcasters reel. Speaking of Daniel Baldwin. Am I reading this now? Yes. Boy, this is a well produced radio show, isn't it? Daniel Baldwin will make your holiday season easier this year. Tune in to win a chocolate pizza from the Chocolate Pizza Company. Knock a gift off your list with the help of the Daniel Baldwin Show. Get your pizza and other sweets. At chocolatepizza.com. Maybe Seth's parents will send him one just randomly. I wish my parents loved me like that. I had a lovely uh, chocolate, little miniature chocolate pizza the other night. That was a little gift at the uh, annual, uh, not so annual, but the football banquet. If I got a cookie from my parents, it would be sit down and shut the hell up would be written on it. You're <laughs> Stri- embarrassing Laced us. in strychnine. Yeah. The, hey, it's cookie dough. No, Could it's you not talk about polluted. that on the radio, please? All right, thank you guys. Another, another Got through another quote. one. Game time tonight. It's hard to believe. Game's coming up here. 7 o'clock. Uh, you can hear that game with Brian and Coach Sadlin on TK99 beginning at uh, 5.30. We'll have the TV call with Steve Evans on uh, ACC Network. Back tomorrow on the show at 2 o'clock in the booth. Brought to you by CH Insurance on ESPN Radio.